if you know you should be using social media to market your business, brand, or side hustle, but you're feeling overwhelmed and confused, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Johanna, your go-to girl for all things Instagram, and here on the podcast, we talk about not just the gram, but also social media, personal branding, and digital marketing. So stay tuned, we're about to dive into the next episode. In early April, I got a message from a client. She said she wanted to give me a heads up regarding a potential brand trip coming up to Cancun, Mexico, and she'd like to take me with her. I had a million questions. What was the brand? Who else was going? What would we get to do? How long would we be gone? But I tried to play it cool. For almost two years, I've been dreaming of this experience. Just under two years ago, I had this idea that I could be a traveling photographer for influencers who were attending these brand trips, but their Instagram boyfriend couldn't come or straight up didn't exist. Taking Instagram photos for many lifestyle accounts is really different than professional photography. It's less editorial, often done with an iPhone, and requires quick turnaround time. In the photography world, it can take weeks or months to get your images back because of the laborious editing process. However, with blogs or Instagram content, the photos pretty much need to be used immediately or at least within a few days. With this knowledge in mind, I had emailed and pitched personalized emails to over 150 bloggers with my idea. I think in total, I had a 10% response rate. They were super kind and encouraging, but went something like, this is a great idea, I'll keep you in mind for the future. (sighs) Cold calling is hard. So when Claire, a client of mine for almost a year now, asked me to go, I couldn't believe it. Like, I truly didn't think it would pan out until I actually got the flight itinerary from the brand. What I want to share here is how the trip flowed, what I expected to happen, and what I learned. So in the case of this trip, the brand was the resort, the Fairmont Mayacoba. The Fairmont Mayacoba, in partnership with their PR firm, planned a four-day trip for five influencers along with their plus ones and three writers. The writers essentially had the same itinerary as us, but their days were alternated with ours. From what I understand, the PR firm was responsible for the guest list, negotiations, booking flights, and working with the Fairmont to plan the itinerary. The Fairmont was responsible for setting up accommodations, coordinating the planned activities, and planning group meals. So on Monday, April 15th, we flew in from all over the continent. Guests from Raleigh, New York, LA, San Diego, Austin, Winnipeg, Chicago, and more to experience the resort and most importantly, share on social media about it. Each of the influencers had slightly different responsibilities based on what they negotiated before the trip. So for example, the Fairmont wanted six Instagram posts and one blog post, where one of the Instagram posts was a scenic shot of the resort. As you might be able to guess, a scenery shot can look super random on someone's feed if all of their photos always include them in the picture. So some of the girls negotiated the set of their contract or negotiated an image where the scenery was prominent, but they were still in it. These negotiations are not arguments. They are just a way for influencers to communicate what they know will perform best for their audience. Of course, the brand will ask for something that's ideal for them, but they understand they need to be flexible in order to get the best and most authentic content from the bloggers. So what actually happened? Let me preface by saying that the Fairmont Mayacoba is a five diamond resort ranked number one in the Riviera Maya. So yeah, I think fancy would be the right word. My flight was booked by the PR firm, I had a great itinerary, economy class in case you're wondering, and flew from Winnipeg to Minneapolis to Cancun. After a 1.5 hour wait in the customs line, which I spent listening to podcasts, thank god, I was greeted by a professional driving service with a cold essential oil infused face cloth and a bottle of water. They took me in a private van to the resort. Full disclosure, it was only private because the next girls to arrive were probably another hour behind me. 
I was pretty awestruck when I arrived, but I remember being handed a florally tasting drink that looked like sangria but tasted like a chilled herbal tea and having my suitcase whisked away as I followed them to my room. Shortly after arriving, I realized how starving I was and ordered room service. Options ranged from pizza and burgers to ahi tuna sandwiches, salads, and specialty coffees. I went with shrimp fried rice and an Americano. Just 15 minutes later, a man shows up with two chilled drinks and guacamole with fresh corn chips. This looks amazing, I said, but we didn't order it. Oh no, he said, this is from the Fairmont for you. Needless to say, we ended up with a lot of food very quickly, but that was just the start of the experience. During our two full days, we had an itinerary packed with resort activities from morning yoga to snorkeling, a riverboat tour, and a trip off the resort to a cenote. At 7 a.m. the next morning was yoga on the beach. Some of the bloggers, us included, opted to get up even earlier in order to catch the sunrise and photo opportunities before the yoga class. After breakfast, we had a session about coral reef restoration, followed by snorkeling over the coral. This is where things got educational, but not at all salesy. That afternoon was unstructured and free time to enjoy the resort and get lunch at our leisure before dinner at 7 p.m. It sounds like a lot of time to relax, but in reality, we all knew it was work time. First priority, get a post up. With only four days and six posts to make, it was important to get on top of it. Step two, freshen up and plan out the rest of the content. Claire and I went back to the hotel room, organized outfits, and started to scope out locations. For every Instagram post, there are at least 80 versions of it that didn't make the cut, and probably two other locations with 80 of their own photos that didn't even get considered. That might sound tedious, but this is the stuff I seriously love. We spent the next hour scouting, shooting, and sweating. Took a break for lunch, spent just one hour by the pool, which consisted of another photo, answering emails, and then it was time to get ready for dinner. That was the most downtime we had during the entire trip. Day three included a riverboat tour, a spa session for the influencers, during which I took photos for the blog, and a group trip to a cenote. Straight from the spa, we were loaded onto a van and headed to Sakaktun, a beautiful, massive underground cave system. The conversation about photos and the importance of why it was imminent was slightly confusing and a little lost in translation, but after 20 minutes of swimming and an hour attempting to get a photo, I think everyone got their shot. The reality is we had to put on an ugly yellow life jacket, crawl down a dark hole and a steep ladder with our camera in tow, get to the bottom, take off the life jacket, work together to provide and find the best light, get a photo that looks totally awful before it's edited, put the life jacket back on, carry the cameras back up, then go back down to actually swim in the water. It sounds ridiculous, but it's how we can translate the beauty that we are seeing and experiencing by creating an image that helps tell the story. Yes, it's staged and curated, but in that, it's art. It's not easy to be able to translate experiences like that and share stories that way, and that's the skill that these girls and these bloggers have. After that, it was back to the resort, a bit of time to catch up on work, post, shower, and get ready for the last dinner. At the final dinner, we were lucky enough to sit with two of the executives from the resort, both incredibly knowledgeable. They were both able to answer any and all of our questions proud and confidently. We learned that their main visions for the resort focus were sustainability and wellness. This is how they chose which bloggers would come on the trip. They wanted to work with people whose lifestyles focused on fitness, health, wellness, or sustainability as well. Now that you know what went down, let me go through some of the lessons I learned on my first influencer trip. Number one, who books and organizes the trip? It's usually not the brand itself, which is what I thought, that organizes the influencer trip, but instead it's in combination with a PR firm that they've hired not just for this event, but also for press releases, social media, and other marketing year-round. Number two, the influencers were not paid. 
I was surprised to find out that there was no additional compensation on top of the trip itself. Flight, accommodation, and food expenses, however, were covered. I learned that in a situation where a separate brand was hosting an influencer trip at a resort, then chances are the resort would most likely cover the accommodation and food costs, and then the brand would absorb the cost of compensating the influencers for their content and exposure. So in other cases, they might be paid. Number three, me being a photographer that is paid to travel with influencers is fairly unrealistic. To put it into perspective, the plus ones included two friends, a sister, a husband, and me, a half friend, half employee. The friends who came along both had substantial Instagram followings themselves, so they definitely knew what they were doing. That being said, because most influencers are posting iPhone photos, they can pretty much bring whoever they want and still pull it off. Additionally, if they aren't getting paid to be there, there is probably no room in the budget to pay someone like me as an additional content creator for them. Number four, the brand was not salesy. I thought the brand, aka the resort, would be way more pushy, salesy, and educational. You know when you go to an all-inclusive and they want to tour you around, have lunch with you, give you a free t-shirt, and then try and make you buy a timeshare? Of course, I thought we'd have to go through the same process, minus the timeshare sign-up sheet, but it wasn't like that at all. They were 100% confident in their experience, their food, their customer service. No one felt the need to disclaimer anything or oversell, and all questions were always answered immediately and with detail. The fifth thing I learned is that it's really fun to get together with a group of people who also love to create content for social media. At this point in my life, no one around me is surprised when I'm standing up in a restaurant to take a food photo or asking Dara to take 100 photos of me at any given event or planning to get ready early just to be able to get a photo in the sunlight. But that doesn't mean it doesn't feel awkward to me every time. In this case, it's the total opposite. Everyone is taking that food photo, so everyone else is helping them by offering up their dishes to complement the image, strategically holding the phone flashlights, and helping reposition forks. Lesson number six, it's valid to be creative in this way. I know that content creator can be looked at as a bit of a joke of a job, but what I wholeheartedly believe is that it's a relatable and creative way to storytell. It's by using curated and styled photos that we can tell the story of, ex of an experience in a captivating way, and ultimately, it's a modern marketing tool that really works. I 100% believe in the power of connecting through this art form and influencer marketing as a whole. All in all, the trip was a total whirlwind. It was an amazing but really packed itinerary, and I don't think my brain stopped running for a single second. Because I was there to support Claire, I always wanted to make sure her needs were taken care of. I had my fair share of fresh guacamole, sun, and passion fruit margaritas, but was admittedly sick for most of the trip as I got the flu on the second day. I just had chills and nausea, no indigestion, so not all bad, but enough to proceed to take two Advil every six hours after that to maintain my energy and hold off my fever. I didn't want to complain about this on social media or my Instagram stories because it really wasn't a complaint, it was just a reality, but another one of those things to kind of prove that it's not all rainbows and butterflies behind the Instagram feed. Everyone undoubtedly enjoyed themselves on this trip, but also had to work hard to understand the brand, create their own content, and keep up with their regular work through being present for their audience on Instagram, responding to emails, planning their upcoming campaigns, etc. It was definitely not an out-of-office type week for anyone. I was so, so, so lucky and grateful that I got to go. As I learn about being a better content creator and content marketer for my brand as well as my clients' brands, every experience is always welcomed with open arms. There were a lot of takeaways for me this week, which was invaluable. And it truly was the opportunity of a career for me thus far. If you're looking for more, I have two blog posts on the trip, one sharing the same story I shared with you here today, and one full of images more focused on the resort itself. 
You can find those at johhhanna.com slash my dash blog. This podcast is proudly supported by my free download for your personal branding strategy plan. You can grab that at johhhanna.com slash personal branding strategy. And last thing, I'd be totally thrilled if you'd rate my podcast and leave a review. I'm just getting started, but I have lots to say and you'd really be helping a girl out. Chat soon and until then, I'll see you on the ground.